hope you're having an amazing holiday weekend. Uh, just wanted to kind of check in with you a little bit here and uh, talk about the next four chapters. So we are talking about chapter six, which is solid ground, and chapter 13, which is the law of the picture. Now, both of those are level two leadership laws. Okay, so more about relationship. And then we're talking about chapter 17, which is priorities, and chapter 19, which is timing. And both of those are level three, so that's about production and getting stuff done. I am going to have uh, several tools for you today. Uh, I'm gonna attach those to the email. You should probably already have access to them. Make sure that you download those because you're gonna find them extremely useful, okay? All right. So the first chapter we're going to talk about is uh, chapter six, the law of solid ground. So this one says that trust is the foundation of leadership. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever had a boss in your past that you just couldn't trust? That for one reason or another, maybe they said that they would do something, but they didn't or they said they would do something, but then they turned around and they did something completely different. Or maybe they kind of threw you under the bus, right? So maybe there was uh, an issue and the team kind of failed in something and uh, you were blamed, okay? Now, the only thing worse than having a boss that you can't trust is when your employees don't trust you and you don't know it. So I can tell you this, that I've worked with uh, hundreds, if not thousands of leaders. And many times, uh, you know, there's a leader who I can tell by the interactions of the team, their team doesn't trust them and they don't know it. This is dangerous, okay? Because trust is the foundation of leadership. Uh, you know, the, it's, it's interesting. I've gone to uh, many, actually dozens of, trainings before where the boss, the leader has had me come in to do the training. Uh, and as soon as that leader introduces me and, and what we're doing and why, um, they walk out the door. And I watch them walk out and I think, ah, now I know what the real problem is. Because you see, if, if you can't be trusted to, to sit in, in a a training with everybody all together with your team and learn the same things that they're learning, what communication does that send to them? Okay. And there have been times where I've really kind of stuck to my guns a little bit and said, uh, I've actually left the room, got the leader and said, is there a reason why you're not sitting in here with us? And you know, there's usually different excuses, reasons that they give me. And I have to just say, it's so important, you actually need to come in here, okay? Because trust is the foundation of leadership. Uh, you know, it, it, I think I explained this on one of our, our mastermind calls, our, our Zooms, that, uh, you know, educators are, are taking, they're doing things very different, aren't they? And you can tell their leadership styles. So for example, you know, a, a school district that kept their people informed throughout the whole summer on what they were thinking and, you know, possible decisions. And then they made the decision to go back and they said, okay, here's what we're doing. And here's the plan. You know, if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. We're going to do the best we can. And we're going to keep you up to date. Well, that's building trust, 
right? Connection, communication. And then there are other school districts who had the same options at the end, the same result. However, they didn't build trust on the way to those options. And so there was no connection, no communication. So now, uh, you know, they're, they're having a hard time with that. So solid ground, building trust. So there's one reflection that's pretty simple that I'd like you to do, and it's a one to 10 rating. So one being low, 10 being high. I want you to ask yourself, how real and genuine are you? So for example, you know, sometimes I found with leaders, the trust factor is because they're trying to be someone that they think they should be and not the person that they are. So for example, maybe you um, are trying to be the leader that knows it all, right? But you're new and you don't know it all. And so you tell your people, oh yes, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And you don't realize maybe you're telling them that's the wrong thing to do. When in reality, if you were genuine and honest and said, you know what? I don't know, but can I check on that for you and get back to you? That's being genuine and honest and building trust. So ask yourself, there's three places. So work, home, and in your private life. So your private life is really your inner life that nobody else really has access to. How genuine are you being? So one would be, I'm not at all. 10 would be very genuine. Okay. So for each one of those three places, do a rating of one to 10 and just see what comes out. Okay. Awesome. Uh, the second law we're going to talk about today is chapter 13. That's the law of the big picture. Okay. And that one says people do what people see. This is related to modeling. Okay. Kind of related to the law of magnetism that we talked about last week. Um, that, that, you know, you attract people like you or that the people that need to be like you, right? But, but modeling, you know, we're all in early childhood, right? So, so this idea of modeling is not new for us. We want to model for children. You know, this is how we do this. Everything from this is how we, you know, wash our hands. This is how we eat. This is how we put our coat on to this is how we handle it. If somebody takes something from us, or this is how we handle it. If somebody hurts our feelings, right? We're modeling for the children as a leader. You are modeling for your people all day long. Have you ever stopped to think about what are you modeling? Because it's not a question of, am I modeling? Yes, you are. But what are you modeling? So let me give you a couple things to think about. I was working with a leader one time and she just kept coming back to this employee who had some pretty bad habits. Uh, and they were related to this area of production, which is, we're going to talk a lot about that today. Uh, and part of the reason, honestly, was part of her, her personality. She, she just needed a little bit more support and help. However, this leader, it took her a while, but she finally made the connection. She was actually modeling those bad habits for her employee she was having an issue with these production areas. And so once she figured out, okay, this is how I need to do this for myself. And she was able to communicate that to her team. All of a sudden the bad habits in her employee 
started to change. Okay. So she unknowingly was, you know, giving off the, the modeling of this is how we do this. Right. Um, she was coming to, to meetings late. She was coming to work late. The, the leader was, uh, and then her people would follow because she was modeling that for them. Okay. So the first thing I always ask is when you have a problem with somebody else, ask yourself, am I adding to this problem? Am I somehow communicating that it's okay to do this? Okay. Now the answer might be yes. And the answer might be no. There's other reasons for it as well. But I find when you start with that one first, usually you find things that you're like, oh yeah, I, I maybe need to work on that one. Okay. Sometimes I've found that, uh, you know, the, the employees have no model whatsoever. They don't know what to do. So sometimes, uh, I work with leaders who, because they have, let's say multiple sites that they're, they're traveling to, uh, they're not on site modeling for their directors or assistant directors. This is what you need to be doing. And so in the absence of, of a model, people will kind of fill that, that hole, right? Our, our brains are pattern seeking devices and you know, a vacuum will, you'll try to figure something out. Right. And so sometimes when you're looking at what people are saying and doing, you're like, what, what's up with this? And in reality, they haven't had a really good model. Okay. And sometimes you, when you hire a new staff person, you realize, whoa, they've had maybe not the best model before, or maybe they didn't have a model and they were used to just doing everything on their own. And you might have to work on that with them. Okay. So you have to model what you want to see. Okay. So if you want your, your staff to show up to work on time or early, or you want them to go out of their way to serve another person, or you want them to, you know, ditch the drama, whatever it is that you want from your employees, first of all, make sure that you're doing it yourself. And then ask yourself, how can I model that at an even better or higher way? Okay. And sometimes you just need to have a conversation and say, all right, listen, this is what I've noticed. <laughs> this is what I'm changing inside me. This is what we're going to do as a team. All right. So your reflection for this one is what are three to five things that you wish your people could do better? And I am almost sure and confident that you're going to be able to come up with three to five things, three to five things that you would like your people to do better. And then I want you to give yourself a grade for each one of those. So an A, B, C, D, or F, what would your grade be for each one of those? Okay. Just have a little fun with it. See what comes up. All right. Chapter 17. Uh, again, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, this is the, the production category. So chapter 17 is all about priorities. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite chapters out of the whole book. Uh, so really this law is saying that activity does not equal accomplishment. You can be very busy and not getting anything done. How many of you are very busy, but not getting anything done? Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I could probably spend about five days teaching on this topic alone. Uh, I have learned so much about it for myself and, and as I'm working with other people, 
Um, uh, but let me back up. Let me tell you one little story. So uh, I had a co- coaching client several years ago uh, in a different state. She was a director of a very large early childhood initiative, five different counties in her state. She had two million kiddos that they were serving within those five counties, so very large. And she came to me, we were working on leadership principles. Uh, Many of the things that I've talked to you guys about, I was talking to her about. Uh, And so she was making a lot of headway. Well, we realized that she was having an issue with this whole idea of she was very busy but not getting stuff done. And so one of the activities we came up with was the first 20 minutes of every day, she was going to sit down and just think about her day. So just sit down, look at the schedule, look at what's on the schedule and say, okay, I know I'm going to be at this meeting. What's my purpose? How can I show up? You know, okay, I know I need to have this difficult conversation with this person. How can I build trust with them? Right? How can I have connections with them? So really it was, how can I make a plan to enact these leadership principles? So rather than going from one thing to one thing to one thing, it was, wait, pause and look at this and say, what can I do today? Okay. Now she was finding huge success in that until about three weeks later when her boss, uh, you know, sometimes this will happen, especially in larger institutions when you're getting government grants. Uh, they decided to do what they call a time study. So a time study is really everybody in the organization, you know, for a specific amount of time will go through and they will track everything that they're doing. And then usually an auditor will come in, they will collect all the data, um, they'll code it all, and then then they'll they'll tell you, you know, this is your rating for how well you're using your time. So long story short, what came out of it was that this girl, um, you know, they did a time study for three days. And so her boss came back and said, listen, uh, I've noticed that the first 20 minutes of every day. So for this time study, that that was 60 minutes, a whole hour. uh, You know, you're just thinking. He said, I don't understand what's what's happening here. And he said, I'm not paying you to think I'm paying you to get stuff done. Now you see her thinking was actually helping her prioritize and get the most important things done. And she was seeing that success in her team, but the, the lack of understanding of this law of the law of priorities, uh, really showed up big time. So we negotiated some things. She actually ended up doing some thinking time before she came into work. Uh, we worked it all out. She still continued to do that because she felt like that was her own personal growth. She needed to do that. Um, but that, that shows you a great example of, uh, you know, there's a, a, a misunderstanding, uh, of thinking and doing. Okay. We, we place a larger emphasis on doing when in reality, if we would stop and we would think first, we might do less and do it better. Okay. So, uh, anybody ever find that your schedule gets away from you or sometimes you feel like you're a hostage, like somebody's put something on your schedule and you're like, yeah, that's not what I want to do. Or maybe you had plans for the day and all of a sudden somebody else, because they didn't plan well, you now have an emergency you need to attend to. Yeah. I'm telling you, you have got to read chapter 17, read the whole chapter. Okay. 
Now, for those of you out there who are a little more on the people side of things, I still want you to read the chapter. So you've got your people-oriented folks and your task-oriented folks, right? You typically have a leaning one way or the other. So the task-oriented folks, you are going to love this chapter because it's going to give you some really um, useful tools to prioritize all of those to-do lists that you're already doing. The people side of things, you know, I, I need you to still read the chapter and ask yourself, what in here can I take? And what in here do I need to delegate out to somebody? Okay, because it might not be for you, but you still need to know it. All right, so there's um, some tools actually I want to, to share with you, but let me talk to you about what he has in here. So there's an activity, um, he calls it the three R's activity. So what is required of you? So that is um, understanding that there are certain things that only you can do. So for example, only I can write my PhD dissertation. Nobody else, I know I've tried, only I can do that, right? So that's required. Um, I used to think lots of things were required of me. Like it was my responsibility to get the kids on the bus. And then when I realized, well, wait a minute, when I have to leave and go earlier, I have to travel, now what? And I had to say, is that really, it's required that it happens, but is it required by me? No, not so much. Somebody else can do that. I can delegate that, right? It's required that you have billing and, um, you know, that you, you pay your own bills and that you have schedules, right? Is it required that you in particular do it? Or can you delegate that out? Um, what is re a return? So that is something that's going to give you a return on your investment. So for example, uh, you know, it might not be required that I stand at the bus stop with the kids and put them on the bus, but maybe I get a return from it because I have great conversations with them. Okay. Um, what do you need to do that's going to bring you a return today? So for example, maybe there's an email that you need to send or have a difficult conversation and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. And I know it's required of me, but I know that it, when I do it, I'm going to get a return. Okay. And then a reward is, you know, are, are you going to get something really good because of this? Um, so for example, you know, uh, writing my dissertation, listen, it's definitely required. Uh, is it going to give me a return? God, I hope so, right? Uh, is it going to be a reward for me? There's been many times on that journey it's not been a reward, but when I'm done, you're darn right there's going to be a reward, okay? Um, and so going through the three R's activity, and I'll actually send you a worksheet that goes along with, with it in the book. So when you read it in the book and you do the worksheet together, it's going to make more sense. And I cannot wait to hear from you on our next Zoom what you have found out as far as the three R's go, okay? The next activity or tool is, is not really in the book, um, but I'm going to give you my daily edge tool. So there's two parts to it. There's the actual tool, uh, and then there's the tip sheet. So the tip sheet explains all kinds of things about how you could use this tool. Honestly, this tool is probably the one thing that's helped me be more productive than any other tool that I've ever used before. Uh, it, actually, I've got it right here. This, this is mine. Um, not a lot. It doesn't look like there's a lot on there today, but there is. Uh, and so I use the tool every single day. So I'll send that tool and the tip sheet. I just want you to play around with it. Okay, so maybe this week you have a few days where you can play around with that and 
then come back to the Zoom and say, okay, this is how I did it, but I've got a question on this, okay? Um, and then the last tool that I'm gonna send you is an ebook. So this ebook is something that I specifically created to help people understand more about production. So there's a ton of stuff in there, but one of the tools that's in there, and I think John Maxwell actually talked about it in um, this chapter, is the Eisenhower matrix. Now there's more explained in the book, but the Eisenhower matrix, what's really cool about that, honestly, this is one of the very first activities that I did when I was a director. I remember distinctly, I had this, this chart, this graph that, that he gives up on my wall. And it's a way to make quick decisions about what should I do with this thing. So for example, you're gonna to try to figure out is something urgent? How urgent is it? And how important is it? So for example, when your staff member comes and they say, oh my gosh, the toilet's overflowing, we've gotta do something. Listen, that is urgent and important and you better take care of it, okay? Whether it be you or whether it be you calling somebody, you gotta take care of that, right? But sometimes, you know, you'll be working on something and a, a, an employee will come and say, hey, I really would like you to do this. Is it urgent? Most of the time, not so much. Is it important? Sometimes it is and you want it, there's a place for that. Sometimes it's not. So what do you do with that? Do you delegate that out? You know, what do you do? And then there are other activities such as, you know, emails. You would think answering emails is a really great thing and you gotta answer those emails, okay? However, here's the thing. Sometimes you can get sucked into that vortex pretty quickly, right? So understanding there's a place, you know, I set a timer for my email. I know first thing in the morning, I wanna send out all the emails I want to send out, not just reply to them. Um, and then by the end of the day, I usually have a response to those. I set a, an hour first thing in the morning and usually a half hour, hour last thing at night. Sometimes I'll do maybe a half an hour uh, during the day. You can do whatever you want, but I set the timer and I try to triage. So what's most important here? And then I move on. Now I might not answer all of my emails every single day, but man, I answer a ton of emails that need to be answered and I move on with the rest of my day. So. I, I know I just like really briefly explained all of those. I'm telling you right now, read chapter 17, do those activities. Your life will be totally different. Okay. All right. And then the last one, I'm just going to go quickly on this one. Number, uh, chapter 19, this is about timing. So when to lead is as important as what to do and where to go. Okay. Timing. Um, so for example, you know, there are, are times when, uh, you know, this emergency thing, right? Um, emergency situations cause you to hop in right now. There's no timing going on. If you need to, you know, take care of, of some first aid or, or unplug a toilet, like there's no timing about that, right? You're just doing it. But there are other things when you realize, okay, maybe right now isn't the right time for this. So I've had to make decisions, especially in my business because of COVID to say, I would love to do this. Right now is not the right time. Uh, I had this idea for uh, basically a coaching retreat. So a retreat for people who are coaches or leaders who want to use coaching in their practice. 
and I've had this idea for a couple years and honestly, I was supposed to have my first coaching retreat in May. Guess what? The timing is not right. Okay. I'm going to wait on that. And I don't want to put that in a virtual format because it defeats the purpose of why I'm trying to do it in the first place. That's okay. Um, knowing when to lead is as important as knowing what to do. Sometimes you get into situations where, um, let me just say this during COVID, uh, as soon as the events started getting canceled. So I personally in my business have had 80 events get canceled. I immediately reached out to everybody and said, Hey, I know you're canceling. What can we do? About 20% of those people said, yes, let's do something else. They weren't quite sure what, but they said, yes, let's do it. Why did I do that? Well, number one, not only to build my business and to pay some bills, although that's nice, but I realized, wait a minute, you're here and your sole purpose is to support people in early childhood. And I can think of no better time and no more important time than right now that they need your support. And so if you cancel or do not provide an alternative for them, they now do not get your support. So I immediately jumped into, okay, we've, we've got to do some stuff. So I created courses, I created classes, I created virtual summits, you name it. One of the reasons why we're even doing this mastermind group is because of that. Because listen, leaders in early childhood right now, you guys need some support, right? Now, I could have chosen to sit back and, and not do anything like many other people did. I Absolutely, I could have done that. But timing in leadership, right? When to do something is just as important as what to do and where to go. So knowing as a leader, hmm, thinking ahead and saying, if I do this one thing, it's going to be more powerful right now. Or if I do this one thing later, it's going to be more powerful. So just thinking about timing. Honestly, it takes practice. Uh, I don't necessarily have a, a, a tool, a tip, or a goal, or maybe a homework piece for that one. Uh, just read the chapter, see what comes to you. That one is one that you, you almost have to like walk out a little bit and, and practice with. So if you've got questions on that one, let me know. Um, but out of all four of these, I'd like you to do the solid ground reflection. So how genuine are you at home, at work, and uh, privately? Uh, I would like you to think about the, the, re, the picture one. So what are three to five things that your employees could do better and then grade yourself on those. And then I want you to just download those reflection tools um, or the priorities and at least pick one of those. So you don't have to do them all unless you want to. You could look at the ebook and try out the Eisenhower matrix. You could look at the daily edge and say, okay, I want to try this out or you could do the three R's exercise, okay? Everybody needs to do at least one of those. And for my task-oriented folks, uh, you might be tempted to do all three. Just do one to start, and then if you wanna try out the others, you can, okay? Awesome, hey, I cannot wait to see you guys uh, soon. Have an excellent week, and if you need anything before our next Zoom, just contact me and let me know uh, I, by email. I would love to chat with you, awesome. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.